You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. My name is Jim Simcoe, and I'm here with... I hate this so much. I'm Blake Eugene Bender, and I'm saying Blake Eugene only because Jim won't let me not say it. Come on, man. Before that's the only way we're going to move forward in this thing. It really is. And you just have to deal with certain people's things. Like that's just my thing. That is. I think it's fantastic. So we're sitting outside on a beautiful Monday. Um, I'm a little out of breath, so Blake's going to do the. He's going to carry the entire yeah. podcast because I <laughs> like we just usual. worked out and and eighty wall balls and five miles and whatever else I did in under three minutes. It just yeah. seems like a lot of work. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. So today we're talking about. Keys to happiness when you're stressed out of your mind. And before we get into that, we have a couple of announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, in looking this weekend, I did some work on the podcast and looking at all the different things we've talked about. And mm-hmm. a couple of different things came up. First thing is we seem to have about six topics we talk about. Life purpose. One. Health. Two. Happiness. Three. Leadership. Four. Confidence. Five. And love and relationships. Six. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good combination of this, all six. The whole spread. Covering the, whole the spread, spread of stuff. Um, and what's interesting about all of them, if you've gone back, because how many to- how many podcasts do you think we've done so far together? Well, I've done a this total be like the of, longest, most I don't me- know, like meandering podcast intro I've ever. done like twelve. You want to know how many podcasts I've done on my like with not you? Yeah, also the same number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but my point is, is we kind of have enough stuff to put a book together. We're getting really, really. Is close. that all it takes to get a book done? Uh, it's not all it takes, but we have a lot of material. I was looking this weekend. Okay, so if you guys want to see a book from us. Let us know. Um, we still have a free course on the site, jimsimcocom slash dream job, how to get a dream job, how to launch, launch or excuse me, land your dream job. I'm going to do another one on there as well on starting a business. Two sites to check out are Hero Up Podcast and jimsimcocom And looking at doing an event towards the end of the summer. So if you're interested in that, just email us and we'll put you on the list. Just email jim at jimsimcocom Blake, do you have any announcements? What else is going on in your uh, life? I have absolutely zero announcements. Nothing going on at all. Man, my life is, I'm, I'm so happy, but I have so few announcements. Okay, that's fine. Totally fine. All right, so here's where this came up. So the topic today is how to be, or keys to happiness when you're totally stressed out of your mind. And where this came up is, is that in my uh, world as a real estate developer over the past year and a half, two, two years, um, it's been beyond stressful, right? So it's been crazy, crazy stressful. I've talked about it before. But one of the things I thought about this weekend was like, I've also maintained a certain level of happiness during this time. And I've seen other people do it too. And so I was thinking like, well, what, like anybody can be super happy when things are going well and they've got money in the bank and their relationship's awesome and their health is great. But what does it take to be happy when you feel like you're just stressed out of your mind? And what are the key elements we could give people some of the, some of the keys to help them be happy even when things are not going Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? You're looking at me with your deep blue eyes. I'm not really sure if you're sitting here or you're thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch after we're done. Uh, a little bit of both. Bit I'm, of both. I'm kind of That's interested fair. in both those things. But yeah, I mean, like if you aren't doing at some point, like kind of consider some of these things, then uh, just know that life is ever changing and it and inevitably at some point shit's going to hit the fan and, uh, you know, hopefully you can get it back on track the way you wanted it. But even so, like you have to be able to main a, maintain a certain level of of happiness or hope for happiness at the very least. And, and yeah, it's all good stuff. Totally agree. So the first thing is to start your day. We're going to go through with some some kind of life hacking, lifestyle design stuff, but then also some mm-hmm. you know, kind of a little bit deeper philosophical stuff. But So the first thing I thought of was to start your day with some simple routine. So 
are there any routines you do every morning? Uh, I drink coffee every morning and I would say that's pretty high up there, but my mornings changes like a ton. I was up at four 30 this morning. Wow. That's and I may not get up until like noon tomorrow. What is the first thing when you do when you wake up? You go right for the coffee? I I stare into the brightest setting on my iPhone to try to convince my brain that it's daytime. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. And it really? Actually, it actually works pretty well. That kind of sounds like it would work well. It works. Because like, you know that feeling when you're trying to get out of bed and, and just like every fiber of your being. It's 4.30 in the morning for crying out loud. Yeah. And every fiber of your being is just like, go back to bed. But yeah. then I just stare at that light for like six seconds and it kind of at least gives you the, gets you over the hump of uh, getting out of bed. Yeah. 4.30 is early. 4.30 is. is early. I don't get up that early. I get up at probably 5.15. Um, but I'm also, uh, I don't have a problem getting out of bed. Like once, yeah. when I'm awake, I'm just like kind of wide awake. Yeah. I look at the dog. And, Are you a morning person? Ugh. Yeah. Big time. Big I fake time. it till I make it. People, people at the 6 a.m. class that I coach a couple days a week, they think I'm a morning Suckers. person. I'm so not a morning Suckers. person. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am way more a morning person than any other time of the day. Yeah. But I like to start my day with a simple routine. The very first thing I do, get out of bed, put my pants on, make the bed. Literally the first thing I do is I make the bed and it's super easy. I get the dog off the bed. If your wife's the in the bed, do you still make it? Is she out of bed first always? Uh, she's really not in the bed at that point. So yeah, I know I make the bed and then, and then start my day. I, I, I find, especially when I'm stressed or especially when things are just crazy, I need to start with something really simple and have one thing done as immediately as soon as, as soon as I wake up, otherwise everything goes to shit. Um, and I'll talk, talk about a a bad example I I do as well. But then the other thing I do is I drink like a glass of electrolyte water. Mm -hmm. So I have like a big glass of water with like some electrolytes in it. And then I feel like I do that make the bed. I do that. And then the sec, the third thing I do is I write in my journal. Mm-hmm. So I write in my journal. I try to, for some reason, this seems super weird now that I'm going to say it out loud. I try to write in my journal at seven Oh eight every morning. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I think it's cause like That's some weird OCD thing that you're just like, weird. just realizing is a thing yeah. right now. <laughs> now. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wow, did I just say that out loud? Like maybe we can edit that part out. Seven Oh eight every day. Okay. Seven Oh eight. So I try to do it by seven Oh eight every day. And so, so I have days where I like, I look at the clock, I start writing. I'm like, ah, oh, 7.05, three minutes. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, 7.06, oh, two minutes. And then when I hit 7.07, 7.08, I'm super stoked. This is a weird thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. And then if I get to 7.11, not, yeah. not as happy. Uh-huh. Not as happy. I, so how I, could you be? So I think that starting your day with a simple routine kind of grounds you. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets you in the, the framework of starting your day. Because I think a lot of people, and I've had this too, where like you – you rush out of bed, you're like running around trying to get ready for work or whatever you're doing and you've got no sense of order and then that just catapults into the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Do you find that? Um, I, I do and I don't. I don't know, like for me personally, because my mornings can vary so dramatically, again, today I was up in really, really early. Um, and then Is tomorrow, Jess still awake then? No. I mean, she's still she, asleep? She, yeah, she's definitely asleep. She's asleep for several hours at least. She's nice. Uh, but... Um, you know, tomorrow I don't have an agenda that I have to stick closely to. Yeah. Um, but again, I think just the, like the natural process of having 20 to 30 minutes to drink coffee and kind of get my brain warmed up to the day is, is really the, the big key for me. Cause I feel like maybe this is a, a sign of a chemical dependence that I need to, to address, but nonetheless, my brain responds very positively to a little stimulation. And do you and have caffeine before you have breakfast? Uh, usually nowadays, I, that wasn't always the case, but usually what time do you eat breakfast and what do you have for breakfast? Cause I feel like, here's what I do. I feel like this is the one thing I do really wrong is like, I've tried the intermittent fasting thing. I've tried not to eat until later on and it just doesn't really take, but I don't like breakfast food. I don't know what the hell else to eat. So I don't Uh, have breakfast. So 
I'm a big believer in all of your rules or bullshit that you have ever created. Mine specifically or at, at people no, in general? No, yours specifically. Oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> and like the idea of having breakfast food at any time, like you can have breakfast for dinner. I also literally had leftovers for breakfast. You know what? I also had, ca- I had breakfast. I got up at 4.30 a.m. I had breakfast at 5.50 and then again for 10 minutes at uh, 10 o'clock and then again at 11 o'clock. So I ate my breakfast over the course of three different partition <laughs> parts. Of the what day. was it? What did you have? And I had noodles, cabbage, and sausage because Jeez, that was really? over in marinara sauce, and that was leftover dinner. That and I was so just good. like not in the mood to make anything addition in addition for breakfast. But like I don't know, I felt like I I it went down just fine, and I felt good. So you don't. So you're not. You don't have like a set routine around breakfast. You kind of have whatever you have. But you do you have something every day? Usually do. I I've kind of experimented with like having a having it later in the day or going for my first four or five hours without any food. Yeah. But like I was, I grew up eating breakfasts upon 30 seconds of waking every yeah. morning. So I was like really used to that. But yeah, yeah, I also, I like the idea that I don't need to be anchored to one certain routine. And like, if it creates stress, if you don't do it like that to me is a little bit of a bad sign. So if, which uh, is yeah. maybe like, I, that's if a good I, point. That's a good the point. thing for me, if you took away coffee, I would absolutely be stressed about that. Where if you said, Oh, you're not going to get eat breakfast for four hours, I'd be fine. If you told me like, you got to work within 10 minutes of waking, I'd be fine if you told me I didn't work until two in the afternoon. Like I'm, I'm, I can operate in all those. So I think like for me having that flexibility or like being able to survive in, in all those different circumstances is kind of important. Huh. Um, but that might be the antithesis of you and your routine and yeah. your, no, but it is your, it your works structure. Though. Yeah. I mean, that, if that works for you, that works for you. Like your routine is that you almost don't have a routine. And I you can be the judge as to bit. whether it's working. <laughs> well, working I mean, it seems like if it's if yeah, it seems like it's yeah, working I, for no, you, it's good for me. Yeah, it works out. Um, okay, so the next thing. Well, let's let let's let me back up. Tell me about a time when you've been super stressed out. Um, so in a uh, three month window of time, I got married. I no invitation. Uh, no invitation. No invitation. That was not. Uh, but we won't talk about that. That'd be a different one. What's we'll title that podcast? I got in this thirty minutes of, of Jim Prime. I got married, rebranded my business, expanded uh, the physical space in which we operate. Um, purchased a house. My sister and her boyfriend moved in with my wife and I, and we adopted uh, two puppies, all within this tiny little window of time. So that was That's a lot, fairly stressful. Yeah. What'd you do? To, what'd you do to sort of maintain your center? during that time. Oh, I was a wreck. Uh, Sure, you're a wreck. And I think that's important to acknowledge. Like when you're super stressed, it's okay to be a wreck. Yeah. Right. Like no one's, no one's expecting anyone to be perfect. I mean, it's, it's easy though. Like for me, it was just like maintain the relationships that are important to me. So, you know, the people that I'm I'm close with that I'm kind of building my life, my life, uh, you know, aside, uh, you know, with and uh, along with. Um, and taking care of my body, just like for me, that means moving my body on a pretty regular basis. I'm sure that I took a hit in that re- regard to some degree, but like I was still doing stuff several times a week. So that's, yeah. that's plenty. Huh. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, the other thing I have on my list in terms of when you're super stressed, one, one way to increase your happiness is to journal. Do you ever journal? I don't know. I, I podcast, which in some ways is almost like me verbally journaling. Yeah, it is. Um, I also had, uh, a relationship with like a, a exercise kind of coach for many right. years in <laughs> which I wrote 
all of my training uh, notes into that. But also like coinciding with that was basically like, you know, this was affected by my schedule, which was affected by this is going on in my life. Yeah. And so it ultimately like all kind of blended into like, here's what's going on in my world. And here's that, how it impacted me from a physical perspective. And so it's almost like the manifestation of, did you like doing it? Um, I currently am trying to allocate my time into other places, but I feel as though it is a really, it had been extremely helpful for building self-awareness. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I do it every morning. Um, as of August 22nd, it'll be a full year where I haven't missed a day, really? even after, even after, um, surgery and everything else. And, um, it's the one, it's one of the things that sort of centers me first thing in the morning. I don't, I quite honestly, I don't write that much. And if you read some of it, you'd be like, Jesus, this do you, is like Do you ever let your wife or kids read it? Um, yeah, I've let them read parts of it, but there's, there are parts of it where like, you know, like I was writing today, you know, something was going on and, and I was just feeling super annoyed about something. Yeah. And I was writing that down. And I was like, God, I feel, you know, starting a Monday, super annoyed. This yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but just, I think just the act of getting it on paper felt good. And then afterwards I felt like a little bit better. I mean, I'm kind of a, I'm a big fan of like whatever works for whatever reason you do it, Yeah, you know, and try it. And so I'm open to trying everything. And that's one of the reasons, you know, we've got, I think 11 things on this list and people will try some of them people and they'll work and some of them won't work. Totally. It's just like, it is just what it is. Or it'll, it'll work for some time and then it won't work. And then yeah. it'll work again down the line when other things line up. Yeah, yeah, totally. So the next thing I have on here, which I wanted you to talk about is cause maybe you'll, you'll be able to talk uh, in more detail than I will, but like heart pounding exercise, like mm-hmm. actual like this workout that we just did, 40 wall balls, freaking rope climbs and lowers, sled pulls, running a 400 and, and then, re- you know, repeating all that. And it's like, mm-hmm. you really get your heart going, you're sweating, you're, you're, you know, really kind of getting after it. Talk mm-hmm. to me about how that relieves stress and the, the implications of something, of doing something like that. I, I think there's kind of two different angles to address that from, um, from a physiological perspective or from like, what is that doing to your body perspective? Um, in some respects, it, it could actually be more stress inducing, um, to a degree because like your body is like physically being exposed to physical stress. That's what exercise is. It's, it's, it's right. trying to create challenge for your body to overcome. Um, so in that respect, like you might, you might evaluate doing something that's a little bit like, uh, softer, if you will, whether right. that means like, you know, something that you feel more pleasant as you're moving through. If, if you feel like you're becoming unwell because of the amount of stress in your life. Right. On the flip side of that, uh, it sounds as though what like you find really beneficial is, is just the act of being really present in something. And though there are many, there are multiple different ways you could approach this. Um, the act of like doing something where you're so focused on what's going on in your body, right. um, it, it doesn't allow you to be thinking about, you know, what else is going on in your world. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about it, but you can also get that. Some people probably get it from dancing. Some people probably get it from like rock climbing. And if you're 30 feet up and you're afraid of heights a little bit, like, yeah. Yeah. You're only thinking about that thing. Or you afraid I, of heights? I'm pretty good with heights. I'm not. I'm not too I'm bothered. Not, uh, I really like talking shit at basketball. Like that's one of the most thing. That's uh, speaking of which, oh, so funny. God, so it's bring that so up. funny that we're just gonna was, come up now. What was the? Uh, oh my we God. we played a little basketball a couple weekends ago. Having nothing to do with the podcast, but now <laughs> take a quick Stress. break while Blake, <laughs> while, while Blake talks about the basketball game we played the other day. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Every moment. What, let's go. What, let's was go our, what was our record head to head? It's like seven and two. 
I and think it. I don't even know descri- if it was that describe good. Describe why why your team won in the the second uh, grouping of gentlemen we played with. Um, because I think one of them was six seven and played in college. It might have been that. and and you were guarding me, and, and I was. We gu- were just right. like totally distracted. Blake, Blake, <laughs> Blake, if you're I talking totally shit in his ear and tickling him, he's not very good he's at basketball. Totally deinvested. <laughs> yes, I was. I just got in Blake's head and just took took up space. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was not. That was not a great basketball experience. No, I had fun. Yeah, well, you should. You're much bigger than I am, and younger, and better, and taller. These are all reasons and why I, you should. And be I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, that that concludes the heart pounding exercise <laughs> portion. How long have you been waiting to get that out? Oh man, <laughs> ever since we started this podcast. <laughs> um, another key to happiness. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go keep no, going. No, rapid fire, baby. Let's so. Is to focus on what's what's important and let go of shit that doesn't matter. So I can talk about my own example of in doing this real estate deal that I've talked about, which you guys have got to be sick of hearing about by now. God knows I'm sick about talk, talking about it, as exciting as it's been, is it would be very easy for me to focus on all the subcontractors and the general contractor we had before and how they totally fucked us over and how they cost us extra money and brought this certain mm-hmm. level of angst in my life. But what I realize is like, that shit just doesn't matter mm-hmm. as it relates to this deal. What's important is getting it done and and creating something positive out of something negative. This is one that I have written on the list of letting go of stuff that doesn't matter that I have a very, very, very difficult time doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm being a complete hypocrite because I'm saying you should do this and I don't do this one well. Do you? Is there anything that you think you could do to do a better job with that? I'm sure there's tons of stuff I could do a better job on it because I do such a shitty job with it. What what will you do? What I think I think the thing that I'm trying to do which I think is interesting now that I'm now that I'm at the age I'm at is really trying to focus on the relationships and the things <clears throat> excuse me, the things in my life that actually really truly matter and and at the end of the day are important in my life. And yeah. I, and I, and I, like, I'll give you an example. So like, I love coming here, right? This is probably one of my favorite places in the world outside of going to my own house. Like this is, this is like a home to me. Like I actually mm-hmm. sat in here two weeks ago and wrote a whole journal entry sitting in the gym floor. Cause I felt so at home and I had had such a mm-hmm. rough day and you were training with Will at the time. And I just sat on a medicine ball and just like wrote. And, and so I, I love it, love it, love it, love it here. Love everything about it. But I also recognize that there are certain relationships in here that are non-negotiable to me that if they ever changed, my life would be would be like less great. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, but I mean this sincerely and I also mean this just tongue in cheek, <laughs> but like with you, right? Like so you're like literally one of the, my most favorite people in the world. I would hang out with you all day long, which is funny because we're so different in age and have so many different things in life. Um, but- so it's like those things that are, I think of like when, like when I focus on things that are important, that like those relationships are great. Mm-hmm. So if some subcontractor doesn't like, or doesn't agree with me on something, that's a whole lot. That's a whole different, that's a whole big difference than if you came to me and said, Hey man, you're acting like an asshole or yeah. you're, you know, this isn't cool what you're doing or like, I'm pissed about this. Like I would be, that would be so much more important in, like for me to focus on and understand versus you know, someone who's like not a huge piece of my life. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And, and like having the perspective just to look at these different situations and, uh, 
understanding and in, in what to what degree is that actually impacting your life. Yeah. I have an example of this which just popped up yesterday, which yeah. was that uh on my way back from the grocery store, my wife and I every Sunday go to the grocery store, get our I've stuff seen the done. Pictures two, on Instagram. It's amazing. Two, you do, that's right. Yes. Um and uh as I try to go to turn the car on, the car won't turn the engine won't turn over and it's Your dead. For the second <clears throat> time in like the last month or so. And so, you know, we get in, we have $300 of groceries, basically, some of which is all frozen stuff. So we're like, oh, great. Like, what are we going to do? Um, and so my wife immediately starts dialing it up, dialing up AAA. I uh, uh, order a lift so that they can take me home with the groceries, oh, yeah, okay. and drive and then drive back with the other car. And over time, this has become a two-hour excursion of oh. like trying to deal with the getting in the car. I end up having to push the push the entire car to the this like. Fortunately, there's an auto shop like in the parking lot, but have to park it, you know, or push it 400 meters and whatnot. And then they come back, and it turns out that there's an issue with my alarm system. That it could have been like a $500, you know, oh. thing, but it's actually a much cheaper thing. So it was like, great. That's like such a good good position to be in, but. As this stuff is going on, it's like this is so not what I want to be doing right now. Especially on a Sunday. Sunday, is is trying to figure out like a AAA for the second time in a month. I'm sitting there like, okay, I have to work at 6 a.m. Well, last time they weren't even like rental car companies weren't even open. Am I going to have to switch all of my appointments that I have scheduled for Monday morning? And like right. all of these things are possibilities. There's a bunch of other financial things that popped up in the last yeah. month that were out of the that out of the ordinary. So I'm like. Like, okay, so what, did it, what are we looking at now? And, uh, you know, then I think about it. I'm like, okay, well, whatever this bill ends up costing, like it's not going to be a life-changing amount of money. It's, it's, you know, my relationships are all great. My health is good. Yeah. The people who are important to me, their health is good. And, you know, having just a little bit of moment of perspective uh, was enough just to be like, whatever, like, yeah. you know, I all, all will be fine and move on. And we ended up having a perfectly jovial afternoon making dumb jokes as we sat on the curb <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> ah, so great. But you got the car fixed. I'm looking at it. Yeah, we got the car. Well, it turned, I don't even want to go into that, but okay. yeah, the car's here and, and we're good. Yeah. It's amazing when you think about that stuff, like how, like, I think that especially when you're super stressed and worried about stuff, like if you just, if you take a minute to just focus on the things that are important, yeah. you're like, okay, like, yes, I could lose all my money. Yes, this business could fail. Yes, this could happen. But it's like, well, does my wife really leave me then? Yeah. Do my kids disown me? Does my health automatically go to shit? Like, no, those things don't happen. And that's probably good enough. And like, you know, like, do I lose all my friends? No, they probably rally around me and help yeah. me out, you know? So I think it's, I think that's a good thing. Is like, if you can focus on what's important and let go of shit that doesn't matter, um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Here's another one that I think is a key to happiness. And I want to get your opinion on this because I don't know if everyone agrees with this. I love it. If I'm super stressed or super worried about something, I like to be invisible in a crowd. So my point on this is I like to go to Phil's coffee, mm. right? And get a coffee, get an iced tea, eat my mint in my iced tea, as you know, I'm fond of doing. Mm -hmm. And I like being, is super weird. I like being in there knowing that nobody knows who I am. Nobody mm. has any clue what I'm going through and no one's going to ask me anything about like what's bothering me or what's happening with me. Yeah. There's like this sense of like, I'm How, part like of control something. kind of a, yeah. situation a little bit. Control over the situation, but then also like, I'm just like an unknown. Yeah. Like that's one of the things I love about, like one of the things I love about surfing is like, it strips away everything because like, you're in the water with a bunch of people you don't know, right? No one has their phones. 
No one has their freaking Apple watches on or anything like that. Like you're just in the water. And Mother Nature don't care. Mother Nature doesn't care. Mother Nature does not care if you're like, you know, a multi-billionaire from Solana Beach or you're some 17-year-old kid or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're all looking at the same waves doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. So there's something about that that for whatever reason – and shit, I don't even know if anyone listening to this is really going to even, whatever, even want to try that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it super works. Like just being invisible in the crowd, we're like, they don't know anything about me. Yeah, and it's kind of nice. I'm I'm trying to reflect on that because I, I I can't don't really know. Like, there's been definitely there's definitely been times where I've been like very stressed. But now that I'm thinking about it, like I feel like I can switch on and switch off and those types of things really yeah. well. And um, so I guess I, I might relate to that, like, uh, because there's been plenty of times where I've had stuff going on and I'll have to work with somebody and, or, you know, work with a group or something like that. Right. And I just go into, okay, like now I'm going to focus on you and focus on what's, you know, like I, what you're here for. Yeah. And that is a helpful thing. I think is it, it just allows you to take your focus off your own problems. Yeah. Um, which might be a little different than what you're describing, but I guess it might be my own way of yeah kind of coping in that situation. You know, it's cool. I mean, it, I think it's, I think it's something that there's something to be said for it when you're just like kind of stripped of your, of your, you know, responsibility to explain to everyone else what's going on. Like if I, if you're in your office and you have a big project or whatever, and people are always looking to you for answers yeah. or looking you for a response or whatever, like that just can contribute to the stress. Totally. But if I'm just some random dude in a coffee shop, like no one yeah. gives a shit what's happening in my life at all. Yeah. They're too busy focusing on taking pictures of the coffee and posting on Instagram. <laughs> um, next thing. Do one thing a day exceptionally well. well so shit, when you, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, think of like if you're super stressed and everything, it feels like everything is kind of falling around all over you. If you can do one thing exceptionally well, I think it's there's something to be said for that. It gives you like kind of what you're alluding to before about a certain element of control and mm-hmm. a certain element of like, yeah, everything else is nuts, but yeah. this thing is going really well. Do you have an example of that? The, I mean, the thing that comes to mind is maybe just like trying to make small connections with people that I'm trying to serve at work and yeah. whatnot and just like being able to look them in the eye and have a short conversation about what's going on in their world or whatever. And, and like that usually does bring me a sense of like grounds me a little bit yeah. or it just allows me to like be focused on someone else. Huh. That's funny. You went much deeper than I, than, than my I'm, example. I'm usually pretty surface. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my example was two weeks ago we were, in the in here, we were doing uh, hang power cleans. Uh-huh. Or excuse me, hang cleans. And I remember- well, Can I change mine to doing hang cleans? I'm good at those. <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, no, you can't because that's the one I'm going to use. Oh, okay. I remember I just had a really rough couple of meetings and I got in and I was working out and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this rep fucking perfect. Yeah. And I'm going to do this one exactly the way, like the right way. I'm going to do this exactly perfect. And I did a couple of reps and I was like, wow, that one was pretty good. It wasn't perfect, but it was close. And then I did another one. And I was like, wow, that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so like I spent the whole portion of A, which was probably 20 minutes, just perf- just thinking about perfecting this one thing and having yeah. this one thing of, um, and it was really cool because it kind of gave me an element of control on a, on a pretty chaotic day. Yeah. And then afterwards I was like, wow, like everything else was kind of crazy today, but like, you know what? I fucking killed those power cleans. Yeah. Or those hand cleans. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, just something to think about. Yeah, just the, it's all in the little things. Yeah. Or do you, is there anything that you uh, eat or make on a regular basis that you're like really particular about? Like here's the process whenever you make the coffee. Here's the process. You make a granola bowl or something like that. Yep. 
salmon burgers. Oh my god! Oh, oh god! So I love salmon burgers. Um, I love my wife. She's fantastic. Uh-huh. But she doesn't do it right. I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> I'm not going to say that on a recording. I like them on the grill. I like them super well done. Uh huh. So my go-to thing, if you know, if Kelly's not cooking or whatever, is come home from the gym, put a salmon burger on the grill, take a shower, come out, flip it over, and then throw a bunch of like peppers just on the grill yeah. with olive oil, olive oil, and uh, balsamic vinegar in a mixer, and yeah, just grill the grill and the fuck just, out of that. That's thing. just the process, though. And yeah. if you like one of those things are a little bit off, I can't. Do it, it throws throws everything off. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if it's yeah. if it's off, someone else makes it. Yeah, I just it doesn't work. Yeah, not and not even close. Like it's just like it's like up. Oh, this doesn't work at all. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I I treat the coffee that way. Uh, I like. I've been into having like uh, fruit and some cashews and stuff like that in the evening with man now that i think about it it's like becoming more and more extravagant like every time i make it <laughs> uh, like but you know it's like you just get to control every little detail and that little sense of control but also like familiarity and something that you kind of look forward to mm-hmm. like it's just that trifecta of making you know like the small little pleasures in life yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's true that's very true okay next thing you talked about this a little bit before but getting getting connected and staying connected to people who love you Mm-hmm. So again, if you're in times of, you know, freaking out or whatever, I think being around people who love you for you being you is so crucial, right? Like it's like, I think it's very easy to disconnect in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make an active effort to stay connected to those people. Even if you're not talking about, you know, whatever's going on, mm-hmm. what do you think? I think it would be a very much a shame if you didn't have that in your life and uh, you're trying to, you know, like life's a big thing. Trying to uh, take it on on your own would be a, a tough one. And like, I feel, feel as though that's probably one of the, the strongest assets that I have in my life is that I'm surrounded by people that are smart and care about me. And, and I feel, you know, feel hopefully they get to feel that way, at least about me caring about them and yeah. reciprocating that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's a much bigger asset to someone's happiness than is, uh, even health or do you think money. it's the most important thing? I think it could be. Yeah. yeah. It's, up, it's definitely up there. Top yeah. of my list. Yeah. That's cool. And that, and that it's interesting you say it because it could be different things for different people. Yeah. Totally. You know, but I mean, I think that, I think it's so crucial because I feel like if you're stressed or you're worried or whatever, you're, you have a tendency to. I have a tendency to withdraw or disconnect or whatever. And it's like when people, you know, that I'm close to can reel me back in. It's, mm-hmm. it's just awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. The next one I got is going to sound super cheesy. Uh-huh. This was like good. Are you ready? Eight or whatever. True. <laughs> More cheesy than those. But I read this book recently. It's called The Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod. And he talks about like, how do I, you know, again, I'm saying it out loud. It sounds super cheesy, but how to achieve the impossible and how to like do more with your life than you would have anticipated. And he talks about combining <clears throat> unshakable faith and unbelievable effort. So meaning that if you have an unbelievable effort or excuse me, unbelievable faith in yourself and you combine that with unbelievable effort, there are so many different things you can get done that most people would not be able to get done. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, like if you think about you guys for a second, right? The example of opening this gym. So what I know about your background and everything else, I mean, it doesn't sound like you've got any skills. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say a hundred million dollars in the bank. Oh, oh, you're wrong. Right. Oh, you yeah. have on your million. Oh, that's good to know. Cause yeah. I wanted to ask yeah, you about there's something. There's an investment opportunity. <laughs> okay. There's a great investment opportunity. 
No, but my point is, is like in the beginning, like I remember you, you've told me stories about in the beginning where you guys started this, you coached every class and you did everything possible to make this thing successful. And you still, you know, you're now able to enjoy the fruits of that labor a little Mm -hmm. bit because you've got two other coaches. But I, as one of the first things I thought about with this example, is like the amount of effort that it takes to go to do that. And then also the amount of faith you have to have, yeah. not in, not in just yourself, but in like your partner and yeah. in Eric and the amount of faith Eric has to have in you. And, and God knows you guys are vastly different people. So the amount of faith that you had to have in each other and then both in yourself and combine that with effort. And now you've created this, you know, this wonderful oasis, this wonderful place. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you would have been able, been able to do it had you not have both of those things. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's like absolutely necessary. And I can even think back in terms of like the decision to open this business and to give the <clears throat> listeners more context too. I think I was please do 20, just, just turned maybe 22 or so at the time. Jesus. Um, and I mean the money that we like on some level, it's the, the, kind of consequences of failure are much smaller at that time because the money that we're investing in it, like though it was basically our life savings was also our life savings from working part time. And yeah. like, you know, from the time you're 16 to 22 or whatever, yeah. uh, it can't possibly be that much money that you save. Um, and, uh, if, you know, shit hits the fan, like whatever, like I'll move back in with my parents for six months before I get another job. Like yeah. there's, there's just not that big, big of a barrier of entry to where if I were to think about that now, I think about all the other things that I have that I'm having to keep afloat and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, I was in a less, I was, uh, not as risk averse then, or I didn't have as much re- as much reason to be risk averse, but even then it was like a very big decision to like do something like that. And I can remember talking to my parents who are not very entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial school and, teacher and lawyer, uh, school teacher and a lawyer and a federal and a federal lawyer. So not even like him getting, he's getting paid by the government. So that paycheck yeah. is coming in every couple of weeks or whatever. Um, and so they were just like, well, what are you going to like, how do you even going to make this work? Like, I don't think they just like understood it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, fortunately Jessica, my wife and girlfriend at the time was able to, uh, talk to me about the conversations that you have in that situation, which is like, okay, like what are the likely outcomes? What do you, what do you want? Like, what do you want for us? She was actually moving down here to uh, go to graduate school. And so like the timing worked out really well in that sense. And it was like, well, what else are you going to be doing? Like trying to get a, a job for the state because we were in the, in Sacramento at the Capitol. And it's just yeah. like, and then, you know, punch your, punch your card and go get beers every Friday afternoon with yeah. your coworkers. And that's kind of the life. Yeah. Um, but you know, that decision became pretty easy. Uh, but fortunately I had people like Eric and Jessica who were like, no, like fuck that. Even though that people don't think that's a, like something that's going to work out. Like there's no reason it can't, there's no yeah. reason we shouldn't go for it. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I think one of the things that's the most interesting about, about your success, uh, or your and Eric's success here is that you're, you guys are so different, you know, you and your partner are so different, but you're able to recognize those differences in skills. And then you guys both do sort of different things outside mm-hmm. of coaching as it relates to running the business. And, and also I think the ri- the risky piece on all this, and this is where the faith comes in is like, you've been best friends with this guy since you were five or mm-hmm. six or whatever it is, right? Like you grew up together, the whole story. So like, if it goes bad, like between you, it goes really bad yeah. because this is a guy like, you know, like, it, I mean, it could have gone really bad sure, sure. in the beginning and, and, and luckily, you know, that didn't happen. So I think it's, I think that's something that when you think about how to maintain your happiness and uh, in times of stress is like, 
you got to do, you got to be able to do both. You have to have all that, you have to have unbelievable faith in yourself that it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And then you have to combine that with effort. And I, and I know in my own, you know, in my own, uh, in my own life, it's happened numerous times where I've just like been like, okay, like I don't have a fucking clue how this is going to work out, but I'm not going to fucking fail. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, it's just going to work out. I'll find a way to work this out. Yeah. Like nothing else. I'll throw hours at and effort at it and eventually it'll work out. Yeah. And it usually does. That's the funny thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the thing is like yeah, usually, yeah, the, and usually like, and if you fail, like the failures are usually never as bad as, as you know, what you think, Yeah. which I think is, which brings me to another point. Like I, uh, might be a good point to talk about is like understanding the difference between stress and worry. Cause a lot of times people walk around and they're like, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. And stress, um, is really like you're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like you've got 500 things to do. They're all due today. And if something doesn't get done, somebody dies. Mm -hmm. Like that's stress. Worry is like a fear of the uncertainty of the future or like, I don't think this is going to work out. What happens if I don't have any money? What happens if I lose all my money? What happens mm -hmm. if this business doesn't work, work out? And I think understanding the difference of the two for me was, you know, maybe about six months ago when I kind of got the difference of the two, mm -hmm. um, I was, uh, I was actually talking to a therapist at the time and she explained it and I was like, oh, so I'm actually not stressed. I'm just super worried about shit. Yeah. And half the shit I'm worried about probably isn't going to come true anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, and if there's something empowering about that, like understanding the difference between stress and worry, like, because stress is like, I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Worry is like, I'm afraid of what could happen. Yeah. Two totally different things. Totally. You know? Um, my last thing, which goes along with, with this is, you know, in this, in, times of stress is to just suck it up and do the work. Mm -hmm. You got to do the work, right? Like sometimes you just have to like commit to like, I'm just dropping everything else and I got to get this shit done. Yeah. What do you think about that? Man, I mean, that's, couldn't, couldn't be truer. Uh, I think that part of being happy doesn't mean that you're happy in everything you do in every single moment. Right. Uh, and you know, if people look around and they feel bad because they're not always happy, like there's, I wasn't happy when I was waking up four 30 this morning and, and, uh, crawling out, crawling out of bed and, you know, painfully sloshing my way to the kitchen or whatever. Right. Um, but I still think I'm a genuine, genuinely and generally a happy person and I have right. a lot going for myself. And so, uh, you know, like most people's lives are going to entail work. And in some respects, I think that's like what makes, you know, things sweet when they work out for you and it allows right, you to totally. like, like relationships are work, businesses are work, you know, based upon the very work, the definition, uh, at being, you know, exercise and athletics, those are usually related to work. Yep. Um, but anything that is, you know, worth anything that like has, has a positive outcome, like it's probably worth working for. And if it's not worth working for, um, then why are you even like, then why it shouldn't it? contribute to your happiness in a major yeah. way anyway, you know? Yeah, totally. I thought about this last week cause I had to go to LA for a couple of meetings. And as you may know or may not know, I'm not a huge fan of Los Angeles. No, nope. And I'm not a huge fan of traveling and I'm not a huge fan of traffic. These are all three things that going to LA does, for the day. Does Los Angeles, LA has traffic? A little bit. It does. Okay. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of traffic. But so I drove up early in the morning, did my first lunch meeting, and then I had a bunch of time to kill, hung out with a friend of mine, uh, and then I had my dinner meeting. And then like it was probably like 8.30, like at night, mm -hmm. had a couple, like had a glass of wine and this big meal, and I was so tired. And I could have just easily stayed up there because my friend lives right by there. And I was like, no, I just want to be in like my own house. Yeah. So I drove home, and I drove home at 
you know, left at nine, didn't get home till 11, listened to a couple podcasts on the way home. And I, I was just wiped out at the end of the day. But I think sometimes I remember like thinking as I would drive to LA, I'm like, fuck, this is gonna be a long day. Yeah. But then I remember thinking like, I, you know what? I just need to suck it up and just do it. Yeah. Like don't even, yeah, complain about it. It's not gonna change it. And it's not- and How much of, happier will you be when you wake up in your own bed tomorrow and you don't have to drive from LA dude, when you wake up? <laughs> dude, I was so, I was so happy going to bed. Yeah. And just being like, I'm home. Yeah. Like this, I just put 200 miles, 250 miles driving. Yeah. And, but I'm here with my family. Um, I don't like it when I'm away from my family. You know, like there are other guys who, you know, who are my age who love traveling. They love getting away from their yeah. family. And I'm just like, not that guy. Like yeah. I like being around my Which family. I appreciate about you. That's yeah. A good, it, that's a good, it's, I hope, I, I hope that's good. I mean, shit, they, they don't think it's weird. Yeah. But so, yeah, man, dude, going to bed, I felt great. And then I woke up, fantastic. I woke up, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Great. Butter, awesome. Butterflies carried you out of the bed. Butterflies <laughs> carried me out of the bed. You know, the unicorn made my, my morning smoothie. That was fantastic. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Well, you got anything else? Uh, thank you for listening uh, again, Mom. And <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks for checking us yeah, out. Yeah, happy Mother's Day also. Oh, right. Happy Mother's Day yesterday. Happy Mother's Day. That was a wonderful day. You guys have a good Mother's Day? I mean... I called my mom and we spoke for 30 sec 30 minutes and uh she gave me the rundown of the the life life and you know of a retired teacher and it was life. sounded nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, cool. Check out the site heropodcast.com and jimsimco.com. Email us let let us know if you have any um show ideas or or if you want to be put on the interest list for the event at the end of the summer. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com, heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.